Good evening, you bunch of fucking savage lunatics. Hope everyone is ready for Christmas. And just so you're all aware, and this one is uh, directed pretty much straight at a couple of other podcasters out there. Biker Mike and Kickstand. I'm in the fucking bathtub. And if you don't like it, turn it off, monkeys. And for the rest of you, go over and check their podcast out. I wasn't a podcast guy. They started a podcast. I listened. I liked it. I thought to myself, fuck these guys. I can do better than them. So I started doing this. Then I think I was... 10 episodes in, and Podbean said, Hey, you don't have any more storage. So I put out a crybaby post on Facebook and had a friend and a fan send me a donation to help me cover the cost of having the unlimited downloading and storage and putting me out onto all these other platforms. And when he did that, I was like, fuck, I have to front the other little bit of that bill, which whatever, not a big deal. Thanks again, Ross. And go listen to the blue collar puff. Blah. The Blue Collar Philosophers Podcast. Give it a listen. I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for them. And uh, it bothers them that they know I'm laying in a bathtub naked when I record. <laughs> it's not always the case. Sometimes I'm in my truck driving down the highway. Sometimes I'm having drinks with buddies. Sometimes I'm sitting in a field in my truck all by myself. Wherever the urge strikes me. And that's the nice thing about doing it raw. And just straight off my phone. But. I hope everybody's ready for Christmas. Like I said. Um, I hope that some of you. Reached out to. The Dusty Shedwood Company. And got yourself some sweet custom gifts. And helped make them have a better Christmas for their family. I haven't heard from them for a while, but they've been pretty busy doing lots of Christmas craft shows and getting ready for Christmas for themselves. So if you haven't done it yet, jump on over to the Dusty Shedwood Company page on Facebook, check out their stuff, like their stuff, order some of their stuff. And, uh, this episode's going to be a little different. It's starting a little different. I'm not having the greatest of fucking days today. Before I get into this, uh, little bit of a rant I'm going to go on, I just want to say thanks to all my listeners out there. Um, I had six downloads yesterday, 59 in the past seven days, in the past 30 days, I've had 170 
downloads. So thanks a lot, everybody that's listening. And obviously, some of you are sharing and getting other people listening. Let's fire me off uh, some emails. Comment on this stuff. Like the episodes if you like them. And my all-time downloads... As of this moment in time, we are 1,117, and I think that's pretty fucking insane, considering this was started more more or less as a joke, just to tell the boys over at the Blue Collar Philosophers that anybody can talk to the world when... You don't have to look at them. And at least those guys are doing it with a friend. I most of the time just talk to myself. So that makes me a little crazier too, I think. But, downloads from December 21st to December 23rd. We are at 133 downloads. That's up 11.8% from November 1st to November 23rd. Which is awesome. Thanks. Um, I got two new followers in the last 30 days. One comment. Come on. Start commenting. We can do better, guys. I will answer comments. And likes? None. None. Not a single like. If you're liking this, you gotta let me know. You gotta let the world know so that everybody else can get in here and look. Like right now, my audience is being dominated here in Canada, which is good because, well, that's where I'm from. So, Alberta is (coughs) 83 downloads (coughs) this month. Ontario's three, BC's two, Saskatchewan is two. So, thank you everybody. A lot of you are people that actually know me or that know somebody I know. Now, our listeners down in the States, I am really thankful for you guys because I've got a decent amount of you. I've got... uh, a couple people downloading from California, a couple from the uh, from Maine, Nebraska, Texas, Virginia, and then I've got 34 saying unknown from all over the states. So I just want to say a huge thank you to those fans of mine down in the states. Keep it up. Share, comment, like. If you're enjoying it, thank you. If you're not enjoying it, message me. Tell me what you don't like about it. What you want to hear. And, most importantly, what could I do to make you enjoy it more? Or if you're listening because you know I'm just a fucking train wreck. And you can't look away. Tell me that too. But, I have... Two listeners coming in from New South Wales over in Australia is what it's telling me. 
So, thank you. That is pretty fucking cool. Australia is one of the places that is on my bucket list to go and check out. I know this is kind of strange that I'm doing this. But, uh, so, <clears throat> my download sources, where you guys are listening from, from December 1st to December 23rd, Podbean has had 64 downloads. TuneIn has had 22. Google Chrome has had 21. Spotify 11. Edge 1. Firefox 1. Samsung Free 1. And then it says Others 12. So let me know what what forum or what, what platform you guys are listening on. It's kind of cool. This is the first time I've gotten into the extras that I'm getting now. Um, top 10 downloaded from December 1st to December 23rd. Drugs Are Bad is number one. Good Times with Brent is number two. I Miss My Bully is number three. And then uh, number four is that live, the consistently inconsistent. And if you guys haven't noticed by now, that is going to be my thing, is consistently inconsistent. I try. I can't believe the episode, Oh Captain, My Captain, from October 3rd is still in my top 10. Like, that's crazy. But I also have Broken Ankle, Second Gen Dodge, and Smelly Vag from September 30th. That one is still in my top 10 downloads. So I'm glad you guys are enjoying even some of the older stuff. Now, my email address again all lowercase T-A-L-E-S-O-F-A-M-E-S-S-E-D-U-P-N-O-R-T-H-E-R-N-B-O-Y at gmail.com Shoot me an email. Let me know where you're listening from. Let me know what you like. Send me fan stuff. The new picture that's out there was a fan picture, which is killer. I love it. (laughs) I like the fact that he put the trees in it because, well, Northern Boy. And where I was living at the time was all trees. Well, not all trees. There was some prairie there too, but a lot of trees. So I really appreciate that, uh, Fan sending that into me, so again, thanks, Brian. And the real reason I jumped on here tonight to say thank you to my fans is because I have to go on a little bit of a rant here about a fuck you. I don't know who it is or why it happened, but my Facebook page. Tales of a Messed Up Northern Boy 
Not to be mistaken with the group that Dave Welch started, which is Tales of a Messed Up Northern Boy Official. Got put on a band today. I've been posting, trying to post on there a little bit of something every day. Because, well, that's what Facebook says to do. And it'll help grow the, the, the followership on the Facebook page. And hopefully that will give me more listeners. Well, one of you fucking limo libtard pieces of shit that's on there. Instead of sending me a message telling me you didn't like something that was posted. What'd you do? You fucking reported it. And now, my group is on a lockdown. I am very limited to what I can post. I can't comment back, which really pisses me off when there's a post that people commented on, and I can't comment back. So, if you don't like what's being posted on my Facebook page, do me a favor and do one of two things. Scroll on past like you would do if you walked into your house and I was banging your old lady. Just, you know, keep on walking. Don't even look because you're a bitch. And you don't got nothing. You throw in fucking muffins. Or send me a message. Tell me that you didn't like it. Tell me why you didn't like it. Maybe your mommy didn't love you enough as a child. Maybe daddy was too hard on you. Maybe your dad was a Gen Xer. And he was too hard because he expected you to follow rules and do chores and do some stuff. Be a fucking man. Or, oh, a lady if it was a lady. Send me a message. Tell me you don't like it. Ask me why I did it. Don't go running to Facebook and get my page shut down. I'm already running into issues with YouTube because of my language. And now I'm going to run into issues with Facebook because of butthurt little babies that don't like a post that was made. Like, come the fuck on. Listen to the first episode. I give you a warning what this is about. So, it shouldn't catch you off guard when you find out I'm talking about drugs and alcohol and fighting and stolen vehicles and all the other fucked up shit I talk about. And if you can't handle that, don't fucking listen. Pretty simple. But I think I'm almost over that rant. Well, I'll say I'm over that rant now. But I'm probably not. It's probably going to come back up again in this episode. But I was thinking about it, and, you know, we're just about Christmas here. And Christmas is a tough time for a lot of people. Christmas, when you're a kid, is incredible. Then you go through a few years where Christmas isn't that great. (coughs) And one of those years, the first year that I really realized I didn't like Christmas anymore. We will say I was about... 
19 or 20. I was living with Stretch. And I and his girlfriend at the time. Huge shout out to her because she's going through some horrid, horrid shit right now. But I think Hillbilly was pretty much living there with us. And I don't think he was one of the ones. There was me and Stretch and somebody else. We were not impressed with Christmas. And we fell into it pretty hard. I remember the one morning we were phoning the radio station. And, well, we were taking turns phoning the radio station because we wanted this guy to play a song for us on the morning show. But he wouldn't play it and he wouldn't play it and wouldn't play it. Because it was too early in the morning for him to play. I love the cocaine. I love the cocaine. But anyways, we knew the liquor stores were going to be closed up on Boxing Day for a day or two. And we'd already been tearing into it pretty good for a while. So we went over to the liquor store and we loaded up. I figured we could get enough to get us through Christmas. Well, we grabbed some whiskeys, some beers, some vodkas. I don't even really remember what all we fucking grabbed, but it was a shit ton of booze. I didn't want Christmas to happen that year. I was going to get wasted off my ass and sleep through Christmas. Well, we sat down and I cracked a beer. It was five minutes to the time the liquor store we bought it all at closed. Cracked a beer, had a swig, and that was the skunkiest, skunkiest Molson Canadian I have ever had. So... I phone the liquor store, talk to the manager, and the manager says, well, I'm just about to leave. It's Christmas Eve. I was like, no, I understand that. So she says, tuck it away. When we open up again in a couple of days, bring it in. I'll swap it out, or I'll have a taste of one of them, and then get in contact with the rep. So, all right, that's fine and dandy. Not a big deal. I understand. I don't want anything to do with Christmas this year. But I understand. I'm not... The rest of the world isn't a derelict piece of shit like I was that year. <laughs> and uh, I didn't throw a stink. Tucked away in the closet. Wait till she opens up again in a couple of days and... <laughs> problem solved. So we continue to drink and drink and drink. And I think Tony from across the road, or from across the hallway, kind of, came over and had some drinks with us. Or we went over there. I don't fucking remember. And it was about 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning. And everybody else decided they were going to bed because they were going to go do something with family the next day for Christmas. Even after they said they weren't going to and they were going to be just like me and get fucked up and sleep right through Christmas so I'm pissed off at the world even more now so I grabbed a bunch of the booze and off I went out walking around pissed off at the world about Christmas and feeling 
very, very grinchy actually. I think I uh, may have possibly broken into a car or two that night. Now, ooh, let me rephrase that. I didn't break into them. If your door was unlocked, I probably got it and went through it. Took your change, took your cigarettes, took your gas card, whatever. I never took wallets. I never took passports. I never took any major ID things. Because that shit can't be replaced. <clears throat> but anyways, I'm out doing shit like that and unplugging, unplugging people's Christmas lights, just being a fucking grinchy prick. Well, I've run out of booze and I'm getting cold, so I head back over to the house. Well, the stretch had gotten back up and was having some drinks, so I figured I'll park my ass on the couch with him and have a drink. So we went to grab another drink, and I'm pretty fucking gassed up. Well, there was no booze left in the house. <laughs> Except for that skunky, skunky, fucking gross case of Canadian. <laughs> like, fuck it. I'm drunk enough. I cracked it, I drank it. It didn't taste right, but I was drunk enough, it didn't taste bad. Stretch helped me finish off that case, and I went and rolled into bed probably about 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning. You know, as most kids are getting up to open their presents and have a wonderful, wonderful fucking day, this drunken, grinchy prick decided it was time to climb into bed. Well, I passed out, and I woke up. I would say, well, it was it was Boxing Day when I woke up, so I slept all the all day through Christmas Day, and a good majority of Boxing Day. And I woke up and I was proud of myself because I succeeded in saying "fuck you" Christmas that year. <laughs> it was a different one, that's for sure. Now I got one other fucked up Christmas story that I'll I'll share on here it wasn't me, I wasn't there but I heard the stories over the years <coughs> about these friends of mine that uh, decided they were going to get a little crazy on Christmas Eve with some cocaine well they <laughs> thought they were hearing a mouse in the walls and they were beating the shit out of each other. And at one point in the night, one of them was actually cutting drywall out and climbing into the wall. Trying to find this mouse that they were pretty sure was there. Was there a mouse in the walls? I don't fucking know. Because, like I said, it wasn't there. But I was there afterwards and saw the fucking aftermath. Showed up after Christmas dinner to go and have a couple of beers with the guys. And uh, 
There were still steak knives in the walls. The couches in the living room were still flipped. And one of them, I believe, was passed out in a kitchen chair, face down on the table. And the rest of them were still quite thoroughly enjoying their uh, cocaine. So I had a drink, heard the stories, decided I best get back home to my wife and my family. Wish the boys a Merry Christmas and <laughs> got the fuck out of there. <laughs> because, like I said, I was slowing down. My wife made that happen. Well, didn't make it happen. But it sure helped with it. And just didn't want to be involved in that kind of a, a shit show. <laughs> but the boys definitely, definitely had a good time. <laughs> well, I don't know if I'm going to put another one out this year or not. We're December 23rd. I think I put my last one out Thursday last week. Holy shit. We're going to be a week apart on this one. What the fuck? That's got to stop. That can't happen. But, uh, yeah, if I don't put another one out, I hope you all enjoy your Christmas. Have a happy, happy, happy new year. Don't get too fucked up and out of place like I did 2008. Ooh. You want to maybe hear about that one? New Year's Eve 2008? Yeah, what the hell. I'll, I'll get into it a little bit. So, I was living in a small town. And McQuagmire came down for a visit for New Year's. And uh, we went out and him and my cousins got into an argument, and it was cold as fucking balls. And speaking of cold, Jesus Christ, has it been cold up here lately? I don't think I've seen above minus 20 Celsius. And for those of you in California, don't come up here when it's like that. You'll die. It'll kill you. It's almost killing us hardened Canadians. But we were walking back across town from the one bar back over to my place and my car was kind of at the halfway point. Well, we decided we were too cold to walk and we could drive. So we jumped into my car and we fucked off. Well, I had to show McQuagmire this cool, cool ride, really, really cool road. Because it was really thin and just trees after trees after trees down it. Well, it was a little icy that night. And I slid into a tree. And I don't know how fast I was going. I was going way too fast. I know that. It was a Chevy Beretta I was driving at the time. And we hit that fucking tree. And literally turned it into an L. The trunk was facing out towards the passenger side in the shape of an L. Well, we were a little further away from my place than I would have liked. 
And so I continued to drive it and I shouldn't have been driving before that happened. And definitely shouldn't have been driving then. But uh put it in the ditch. And then we ended up walking the rest of the way back to my place. And in my infinite glory, decided instead of telling the wife what happened, I would report the car stolen. Yeah, great idea. I know, fucking lovely idea. Well, they thought they had me dead to rights. Cops pulled me in, they're questioning me, they got no proof, they're telling me they got this, they're telling me they got that, because, you know, cops lie, that's what they do. You know, they're there for good reasons, sometimes, I guess, and they're just people trying to do a job, but if you're ever in trouble, don't trust a word they say. Because they will tell you they have everything in the world against you. They will tell you that your body already fessed up to everything, but won't tell you what you did. And then, sometimes, your body will buy that bullshit and give his side of the story. Which just happens to be the only fucking side they have. <clears throat> so they charged me with falsifying documents, uh, leaving the scene of an accident, um, hit and run or something else. And there, there was a couple things they were trying to charge me with. And they had me sitting in there and they found out what happened. Okay, well, I just got interrupted. One of my kids had to come in and have a piss. I won't say which one, but one of them had to come in and have a piss, and so I had to pull the curtain closed. And yeah. So I'm not even sure where I was there. Oh, yeah, everything they were trying to charge me with. And I'm sitting there in the room, and he's trying to, after he got the story from the other guy, he's... Asking me, well, why didn't you just admit to it? Are you scared you're going to lose your license? <laughs> I looked over at the cop. I said, no, I'm not scared of losing my license. I pulled it out of my pocket. I threw it on him and says, you got no proof. And he says, well, yeah, you're right. We can't do anything about that because we didn't catch you driving. <sighs> and my wife come to pick me up after they phoned her and told her I was being charged and booked. And she came into the room and she was going off and the cop was actually worried for my safety. <laughs> and he looks at me after she left the room and he says, should we hold you overnight to let her cool down? Because we don't want to have to come out for a domestic. I just kind of giggled and I said, no, let me go home. Because <laughs> if you hold me overnight, it's going to be way worse when I get home tomorrow. <laughs> Well, yeah. So if you're going out partying on New Year's, be smarter than I was that year. <laughs> and again, 
don't forget go over check out the dusty shedwood company like comment share send me an email i'm thinking about maybe bringing one of my boys on the podcast and get them to tell some stories that they remember of dad good and bad because i'm not a piece of shit anymore most of the time and you know my kids saw some things that they shouldn't have and I, i regret that because i never wanted them to see the kind of stuff i saw growing up but they did just not to the extent that i saw things but whatever live and learn I'm providing a better life for my kids than my mother was able to do for me. So that's a win. And I hope they continue with that. And if you fuckers would send me gifts, maybe I'd have a better life. Maybe I'd be able to provide a better life for my kids than I have been able to. (laughs) There I go again, just mooching, eh? Just a mooching fuck. But, uh, yeah, send me an email, comment, like, share, especially give me those likes and those shares. Comment. The likes and the comments and the shares are incredible. I'd I'd love the subscriptions. I really would. But, you know, you might not be willing to do that, and that's fine. Just check it out once in a while. Go on a binge of messed up Northern boy, because we all know he met. He we all know he binged quite hard for a very long time. <laughs> so go through a binge of my stuff. Go back if you're new to the podcast and check out some of the other episodes. As I listed off the top four that people have been listening to and I told you there was a couple that people are still listening to in the top 10 of my episodes that are from September so go check it out and on that note don't walk a mile in my shoes because that won't impress me and neither will getting my Facebook group on a fucking parole either twat waffle whoever it was but live 30 seconds in my head and you will understand why I'm a messed up northern boy and these are my tales talk to you fuckers next year